I was having lunch with a friend today, and he asked me if I had a few more minutes to do a couple things on the way back from lunch. And I said, yeah, a little bit, but I got to go back and check and see what's going on today, see if there's any news to do a patron podcast. I know that you hear me talk about the patron podcasts a lot here at Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. And about the time that we were returning was the time the news conference happened with uh, Gene Peters Baker and Mayor Quentin Lucas about the two new suspects that have been charged with felony murder in Kansas City, Missouri, regarding the shooting at Union Station last week after the Chiefs rally. So I put a patron podcast up, and I've shared it with all the patrons. It's been there for a few hours. As kind of a footnote to that, if you've not listened to the regular Tuesday podcast and you play these in order, this is now jumping in on top of that. This is much shorter. But I want to give you a little bit of an example of what we do with the patron podcasts. Sometimes, like on Thursdays, we have Danny Klinkscale on, and it's all sports. It's Between the Lines 2.0. Sometimes it's multiple stories that can be kind of funny offbeat, unusual, we'll do that. But almost every time we put a patron podcast up, it's later in the day, it's late in the afternoon, and some things have happened that day. So we go with the breaking news cycle and update folks, maybe on their drive home or on their walk or while they're preparing dinner or whatever it may be, hey, this happened today, here's what we think, here's some insight, and this one has that. Because as I was spending time at lunch today, I was with a, in the group, a, a pretty high level I guess you would say, law enforcement official that was giving me a lot of information about this particular thing. It's somebody in the area, but not directly related to the investigation. It doesn't really matter, but this person has just years and years and years of expertise in this area. So I got a, I gleaned a lot of information and was going to use it for tomorrow's podcast, on the Wednesday's podcast, for what we thought occurred at Union Station. Then we got the information of these charges that were brought against the two suspects. So what I wanted to say was, we'd be honored to have you on as a patron. I've got a goal of adding 100 new patrons this year. I, you know, we do the content. We do three premium podcasts per week. They're not, again, they're not all like this. They're usually between 20 and 30 minutes long. They're shorter. They're commercial-free. They come later in the day. They're a little more immediate and timely than the regular podcast. We do the newsletter every weekend. We'd be honored if you signed up at kkasissues.com. It takes less than five minutes. It's a recurring charge, $5.99 a month. I think you'll find some value in the content. Maybe you'll like this, maybe you won't. For all the patrons that are hitting the play button and listening to this, and it's coming through the second time, I don't think I've ever posted a patron podcast for everyone, but I thought today was the day because we had this news breaking, and I, I just wanted to get all this out before tomorrow, and I don't want to repeat myself tomorrow on the podcast. There'll be other things that we're going to be talking about. So here you go. Again, if you'd like to become a patron, we'd be honored to have you. I'd like to add 100 new patrons in 2024. That would be awesome for all of the things we do with the patron program. We're going to be supporting candidates this year with the patron program. We are going to have a patrons-only get-together event coming up at the end of March. I can't give the details here because y'all aren't patrons. It's going to be patron-only, but if you get signed up, you'll get all the details. We'd love to meet with you. It's the last week of March. I think you'll have, well, I'll tell you, I can tell you what it is, what it's going to be. We're, we're going to have a patron's party for Royals opening day. That's all I can tell you. It'll be the March 28th in the afternoon. We're going to have a big party for all the patrons. I buy all the food, set the stuff up. Everybody comes out and has hors d'oeuvres, appetizers. I pay for all that for all the patrons. It's fun to get together and be around like-minded folks. A lot of people do business at some of those events. So we've actually had many, many patrons say they've wound up improving their careers by joining the patrons and meeting people at these events and doing business with them. So it's a pretty good way to network, get around people that are like-minded. There's real value in joining the patrons program at KKHI. Again, go to kkhasissues.com. 
click on Become a Patron, sign up in less than five minutes. It's $5.99. And here's what today's patron podcast sounded like on Tuesday, February 20th, at Kevin Keatsman has issues. Well, we've got a spur-of-the-moment patron podcast here as we've got a news conference in Kansas City, Missouri with Gene Peters-Baker, the Jackson County prosecutor, and Quentin Lucas, the mayor of Kansas City, as they have announced two adults have been charged with felony murder after the shootout at Union Station last Wednesday, nearly a week ago now. Both are adults. These are not the two that had previously been charged. These are not the minors. This is two new people that have been charged. I'll have all the details for you here in just a second. That brings a total of five people that have been charged so far. One, the other, the fifth. You know about the two minors uh, that were arrested and charged. We know about the adults now. These two are charged with felony murder. We're going to get to the Lisa Lopez-Galvin connection and everything that happened here. One other was charged with gun possession after the rally last Wednesday, but it was determined his firearm was never shot. He was not involved in the shooting. It was never fired. And so he's just charged with gun possession and not involved in the shooting. So it looks like we have four people here potentially that are involved in the shooting in one way or another. The first two were the teenagers, the youngsters that were apprehended. Now we have two adults. And I can't state this strongly enough at the outset of all the details that I'll give you about what transpired here. They've known almost all of the information I'm about to share with you, almost all of it, except for one eyewitness statement, which happened on Friday. They've known almost all of this within the first four or five hours after this occurred on Wednesday. Some of it was discovered on Friday morning through a, through a statement from one of the two that's been charged with felony murder. That occurred on Friday morning. So that was within 36 hours or so of when this happened. They were trying very hard to run the clock out on this. And they were doing a great job. And I, I know the regular podcast I did today is all about Quentin Lucas and how he's a shining star with Democrats for supporting the possible gunmen and all these things. I think Fox News reporting and other national outlets screaming outrage and pointing out the nine-year, I, I honestly think the nine-year-old Chiefs fan was maybe the one that did them all in. It's like, okay, the liberal media can report about a nine-year-old Chiefs fan painting half of his face black and give his name out, but Kansas City can't give any names out. So they decided they're going to give names out today. We still don't have the names of the young people, the, the juveniles. But this maybe was at least fast-tracked by a couple of days over what they wanted to do. I think they would have, in a perfect world, been able to save this until Friday of this week, a dead news cycle, the weekend, that sort of thing. But now it's front and center I think they were ferreted out. This whole thing was ratted out basically by conservative media in America and Kansas City pressure of, tell us who killed Lisa Lopez Galvin. I even brought up the question on the podcast, the free podcast earlier today. Is it possible they never find the person that shot Lisa Lopez Galvin? Well, not only did they find that person, they had that person in custody right away. And all they had to do was run the forensics on the bullet in Lisa Lopez-Galvin to find the shooter because they had him. They had the shooter and they had his gun. And it matched so they knew right away. Can't stress this enough. It is likely that they knew last Wednesday in the evening or at the latest Thursday, the killer. The killer is a man named Dominic Miller from Kansas City, Missouri. The alleged killer is Dominic Miller. And here's what happened. In that crowd of people, according to Gene Peters-Baker and Quentin Lucas and the Kansas City Police Chief, 
an argument began between two people that they are, they cannot draw a connection between these two people. Now, that means that these two people maybe didn't know each other, but it didn't say, and it doesn't rule out the possibility that they had rival tattoos, rival clothes, rival symbols, or something like that on. Why an argument breaks out with a stranger, I don't know, but let's assume that happened. But what happened, arguments with strangers happen. Too crowded, I'm trying to get past here. There was a lot of that going on. I, I see all that. What happened after this is quite remarkable. Lindell Mays got into a verbal argument. He's one that was arrested today for felony murder with a total stranger, or at least that's the way they're presenting it. Mays got pissed off, pulled a handgun out. When he pulled his handgun out, several people pulled out guns and started shooting. One dead, 23 people with gunshot wounds, 39 injured. That is not just Lindell Mays with a handgun. So we had what we would describe as a good old gang-style shootout right there at Union Station. It's the way I've been describing it since last Wednesday. We knew by the total that were injured, 39 people were injured, which means some got hurt falling down, running, tripping, whatever. They'll, they'll count everything. You could have been a quarter of a mile away still running, tripped over a curb, cracked your head open, and that counts. They all count. 39 injured, 23 had gunshot wounds, and one, one dead is Lisa Lopez-Galvin. It started when Mays got into a verbal argument with what they're describing as a stranger, drew his handgun, and according to Gene Peters, B, uh, Peters Baker, quote, others pulled out guns and started firing at that point. I believe that. They would not comment on how many people fired shots. They would not comment on how many more people they're looking for. They would not comment on gotaways. They would not comment on whether this was gang activity. They wouldn't give any other detail other than we have two dudes in our custody. And get this, both of them are still in the hospital. Clearly, there was a, a massive problem here between Lindell Mays, you pulled out a gun, and Dominic Miller. Dominic Miller is the alleged killer of Lisa Lopez-Galvin. Miller was apprehended and when interviewed by the cops on Friday morning said, a dude was shooting at me and I fired back. He's claiming self-defense. He's been charged with murder of Lisa Galvin, and he's claiming self-defense that somebody was shooting at him. I, I guess I don't doubt that, but you know, maybe Lindell May started the whole thing, was screaming at Miller. They don't even say if he was screaming at, it can't be Miller, because they say they don't know each other. They won't even verify that. Both of these guys were shot, and both are still in the hospital. They are in custody. They are under advanced security by authorities in Kansas City, Missouri at the hospital so that I'm going to guess it's pretty heightened security in the hospital where these two dudes are because they could talk. There could be a lot that they could try to do to plea down. I, there is still one person in critical condition. They didn't say whether one of these two is still in critical condition. Not sure they're going to live. It could be one of these two is in critical condition and may not live. I guess we'll see, but that's four total arrested. These two are adults. There's no question about trying them as adults. The other two apprehended that we saw a video of, pictures of on Wednesday, were the juveniles. So this becomes a little bit complicated in, here's what happened with Miller, who's the accused murderer. Although they've both been charged with felony murder, Miller is the one, allegedly, according to cops, they have the evidence that fired the shot that killed Lisa Lopez-Galvin. Miller was running and screaming, I'm shot, I'm shot. And according to a witness, a witness said they tackled him 
as he was bleeding. And then the police apprehended him on Pershing Road in the center median. So this dude was getting away, bleeding, screaming, I'm shot, I'm shot. Fool, didn't try to hide. And apparently another do-gooder, another hero, tackled this SOB, takes him to the ground where the authorities came and got him on the island, the median, in the middle of Pershing. Miller, at that point, was taken into custody and taken to the hospital. It's all simultaneous. It's the same thing. And he went on to tell the authorities that he was self-defense. A man with a handgun was shooting at him, and he fired back. The bullet in Lisa Galvin matched his gun. It had been discharged. They had found his gun and matched it up, and this is what we have. So I spoke with a person today that is a high-level law enforcement official in the metropolitan area. You can't be more of an expert on these sorts of things. You cannot be more of an expert. The person I talked to, I asked many, many questions of, not wanted to remain anonymous, okay? This person said they have listened to the tapes, watched the video, and listened to the gunshot over and over with headphones on, like really studying the gunshots. Before the news conference, I was speaking with this person earlier today before the news conference. And this person said there's at least 30 gunshots there. And I said, how many people is that? And he said, I would guess it's at least five or six people firing off shots in a crowd like that. That he had been on cases like this, investigated cases like this, gang-related where everybody has a gun. One dude pulls out a gun, and now authorities in Kansas City, Missouri are saying, A whole bunch of other people pulled out guns the second that happened, and they all started shooting. Of course, there's crossfire and collateral damage, and that's what we have. They still will not say how many shooters. They won't say how many in gangs. They won't say if it's gang-related. They won't say if there was a crime involved that was not right there at that moment, whether this was over some other beef. They're piecing it together, and they're going to drip, drip, drip on us. But I'll tip my cap to Kansas City, Missouri, and Jackson County Prosecutor Gene Peters Bakers, mostly I tip my cap to the Kansas City, Missouri police and the authorities investigating this because they knew this right away. And we started seeing some people with the Fraternal Order of Police on Twitter saying nobody's been charged, this is a joke. Everybody in the force, everybody on the job in Kansas City knew, like the next day, by lunch on Thursday, they knew the charges could be brought, that people were in custody and they had a really good handle on what happened. They all were aware of this. Everybody in the law enforcement community is like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What was going on was politics. And it went and it went and it went and it served Mayor Q well. Now he gets to play both. He's a hero in his party for for waiting six days, five days, six days. He's a hero for supporting the, the gunman in his own weird way like he did. He's a hero for playing the race card. He had plenty of time to do all that. And then the pressure came. We need an identification. We need somebody to be charged with Lisa Galvin's murder. This is looking bad. I am thrilled that they were able to do this. This is a therapeutic and calming moment for our community. To identify the killer and know that person is in custody is a big, big, big deal. Congratulations to the mayor, Gene Peters Baker, everyone on the force, everybody in Jackson County, all law enforcement officials around Kansas City, the the guys who wear jackets and ties, 
and investigate everyone. Well done. I feel bad for you that you know this could have been done on Thursday or Friday of last week, and we all waited until Tuesday, and it took public pressure to get this out. And they will argue, look, we got to make sure we can convict. We have to cross every T, dot every I. Not so much. You got a dude in your custody that was shot and is still in the hospital. His gun was fired. And the bullet in Lisa Galvin that killed her matches his gun. Seems to me like you could have told us that on Thursday or Friday. But we didn't get that. I'm going to back off that storyline for a while. We know their game. We know what is they're doing. All right? We've got four people arrested. We now know and charged. Two adults with felony murder and two juveniles. These adults charged with felony murder are placed on $1 million bond. Good luck getting out. They also have two other charges on top of the felony murder charges, including criminal action and unlawful use. So they're charged up now. They're still in the hospital, and they're in custody. So when they walk out of the hospital, they're walking out in handcuffs. If they walk out or they wheel out, whatever it is that they do. Honest to God, if, we, if you have one prayer in any of this, one person still in critical condition and could die, let's just pray and hope that it's either Mays or Miller. I, I almost think they would have said that. So I don't know. And it just happened. The news conference just happened. We're going to learn more over what was disclosed today and some things are going to leak over the next 24 hours. But we don't really have answers about the guns. Well, we know they're illegal because they were charged with unlawful use. So we now have four people. We have five people arrested on gun charges. It looks like every single one of them was an illegally possessed gun. They either possessed it illegally or it was an illegal gun or whatever. It doesn't matter how you slice it. So we've got five arrests in this situation, and all five have gun charges. That means no gun law would have stopped any of them. For the record, they didn't want to discuss that today. What gun law would have stopped five people that have been charged with gun possession charges at this point? What gun law would have stopped that? If they have them illegally, unlawful possession, gun possession charges means you're breaking the law. You have that gun on you, you're breaking the law. So what law was going to stop them? They clearly don't care about breaking the law possessing guns. And how, I told you, there had to be hundreds of gang members in that crowd in different places. I was told by my source today that of the 900 law enforcement officials that were there, probably about 30 were undercover in the crowd looking specifically for this activity. You don't know who they are because they got Chiefs gear on. They got budgets for this. Guys get to go shopping and buy a Derek Thomas jersey or whatever. Walk around the crowd. They got an earpiece in, you know, undercover. You don't know who they are. There would have been about 30 in a crowd like this. That's a big number, apparently, of undercover. Same thing. We saw this January 6th at the U.S. Capitol. So there were those as well. But what I want to know is walking amongst the crowd of A couple hundred thousand. Again, the reports of of a huge number of people were at the parade, but so many of them left. Not everybody was at Union Station. I don't know what the number is. If it was 200,000, it would be shocking to me if there weren't 200 gang members there. This is real close to their their turf. It's walking distance. This is is where they are, not far from there. It's kind of their job. 
if you're in a gang, right? There had to be some back alley deals. There had to be some trading. There was money being made. There had to be stuff going on all over the place down there. Great commerce for gang members at a Chiefs parade. One would think. Good for business. Until two dudes get in an argument, one of them pulls out a handgun, and then it's on. And even the authorities in Kansas City, Missouri, are now telling us multiple people then pulled out guns and started firing. I mean, we can call this a mass shooting. But if we have six shooters shooting at each other and 23 people get wounded and the six shooters are six of them? That leaves 17 more that were wounded. We've identified about four or five that are innocent civilians. That still leaves room for what? 10 or 12 more bad guys that got hit? That maybe never fired a shot? Maybe never got a shot off? Never got their gun out? How many victims that they took in, like the one person charged with gun possession, were not involved in the shooting, but they were part of it? They were there, they got shot, they went down, they go to the hospital. Oh, look at this, he's got a gun on him. He was part of the problem too, he just didn't fire his gun. He never got to it, he got hit, he got winged, he got hit. He went to the ground, he ran. One guy got shot in the jaw, remember that one? Got shot in the jaw and started running. Doesn't mean he fired his gun. If he's running, because he has a gun on him and he's been a shootout and he got shot in the jaw, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. This is just such a disaster. This is what our society is. We have young people, and these are the adults are very young. I think they say 18 and 22. Very young adults started the fight. That they literally have shootouts in broad daylight and have apparently no fear to pull their gun out and start something like this. Clearly, Mays, when he pulled the gun out, that's what they're saying happened. He's in an argument with a total stranger. Total stranger to me, and I could be dead wrong. I, total stranger to me is that guy's in a rival outfit, and I know it, and I'm arguing with him because he's in that gang, and I'm in this gang, and they start at it, and one dude pulls it out. You know you're not there alone. You know there's others with guns, and you know there's lots of people around. We have one witness that said a girl said, not here, not here, not now. In other words, take this beef elsewhere. Don't start shooting each other right here around all these other people. Like a girlfriend said that, or a girl of some sort. It just doesn't get any worse than this. It doesn't get any stupider, more senseless, or more ridiculous than open gunfire on the streets, illegal guns, illegally possessed guns, by what are most likely gang members, rivaling, turf war, whatever, some sort of dispute. One dead. 23 shot, 39 total injured. Dominic Miller of Kansas City, Missouri is alleged to be the murderer of Lisa Lopez Galvin. He has been charged with felony murder, criminal action, and unlawful use of a firearm. Lindell Mays of Raytown is considered to be the person who drew the first gun and started the altercation. And he's been charged with felony murder, criminal action, and unlawful use. Got a pretty good update on this Tuesday. There you go. We got some information, which is great. We've got a lot of questions left. Thank God they found the killer. That was the single most important part of this investigation. Identify the person that killed Lisa Lopez Galvin, charge them, lock them up, 
Give him the death penalty. Sorry. It sounds death penalty case. Let's go. Dominic Miller never, ever, ever, ever should spend a free second the rest of his life. And if I were on that jury, whew, man. Hmm. There's your patron podcast for this Tuesday, the 20th of February on KKHI.